born in the shadow of the mountain Light shone all around his head He had come to wake the people of the Mesa Before all the land was dead And as he spoke all their heads would turn to listen For they felt the power of the magic mountain They knew someday the boy would show the way His wisdom flowed forth like a fountain The wisdom of the magic mountain Heed my words, my sisters and my brothers Hear the message of today Turn your hearts up toward the magic mountain Get down on your knees and pray While digesting Reader's Digest In the back of a dirty bookstore Help us out A plastic flag with a gun on the back Fell out on the floor Well, I picked it up and ran outside Slept it on my window shield And if I could see old Betsy Ross I'd tell her how good I feel But your flag, the cow, won't get you Into heaven anymore It's already Overcrowded from your dirty little bar. And now Jesus don't like killing, no matter what the reason's for. And your flag to cow won't get you into heaven anymore. Well, I went to the bank this morning, and the cashier said to me, If you'll join our Christmas club, we'll give you ten of them flags for free. Well, I didn't mess around a bit. Took him up on what he said. And I stuck them stickers all over my car. And one on my wife's forehead. But your flag to cow won't get you into heaven anymore. It's already overcrowded. From your dirty little wars, all of them. Jesus don't like killing, no matter what the reason's for. And your flag to cow won't get you into heaven anymore. Words to live by by Mr. John Prime, sung by Mr. Tom Connor.
We were listening to Carter and Conley, and they will be at the Heartland Jamboree Concert and Mixer this evening from 5 to 9 p.m. at the Russell Hill Winery as part of the Heartland Bioneers Conference, which starts today. Well, it starts today at 11 o'clock. If you're concerned about the natural environment and, well, human communities that we all live within, we encourage you to attend and help spread the word about Heartland Bioneers. This three-day event begins today at 11 o'clock, and um, all SIUC students can register and go for free. You may be particularly interested in speakers Paul Stamus, Ray Anderson, Alexandria Costo. You think I pronounced that right? I think, um, so. I think granddaughter of <clears throat> the big famous Christo uh-huh. man himself. Yeah, she's a relative. I think granddaughter. Janine Benyus, David Orr, Sandra Steingraber, Naomi Klein, Rick Reed. Really, all the speakers are cutting-edge leaders. And we will get into a little bit of all these speakers because this is... One of the leading conferences, well, in the world. I mean, and we have the joy of actually being being one of the beaming pioneers, meaning we can watch the conference, the main conference, via satellite. There's only 18 other cities, um, including Anchorage, Alaska, Boulder, Colorado, Baltimore, Maryland, Cleveland, Ohio, Detroit, Michigan, Seattle, Washington, Spokane, Washington, a lot of big cities are Beaming Bioneers members. And Carbondale, through the dedication and staff of Southern Sustainability, and primarily Chris Schockel, has managed to keep this conference coming here for five years. This is the fifth annual Heartland Bioneers Conference, yes, oh. which features a live satellite feed of keynote speakers from the Bioneers Conference in San Rafael, California. And last year, for the first time, the Beaming Bioneers actually had more people go to the Beaming Bioneers than to the main conference. Oh. Yep. Think of your carbon footprint there. You don't have to go to San Rafael to see the tremendously good speakers. And although these speakers will be available on DVD and they have books available, you will not get to see the stuff between the speakers. The whole thing is live. They have um, entertainment and dancers and drumming and a lot of profound stuff between the speakers, Yeah, including messages from <clears throat> the Bioneers organization themselves. Um. What is Bioneers? Yes, what is Bioneers? Uh, well, it's Bioneers is short for Biological Pioneers, and they, um, they try to find solutions to our ecological problems. Like they, they examine social and ecological problems and the resources, and they have a description here of, uh, they can probably describe it better than I can. <laughs> uh, they, Bioneers is a new word, which uh, is biological pioneers. It was coined in 1990 to describe an emerging culture of social and scientific innovators who are mimicking nature's operating instructions to serve human ends without harming the web of life. See, that's that's pretty cool. Nature to help nature, and guess what? 
help ourselves because we're part of nature. Yes, we are. <laughs> and they're a leading source of innovation, so innovative solutions. You know, they, we already, especially if you listen to this show, you may already know there are problems out there in the world. <laughs> but talking about the problems is only one step. There's not problems out there in the world. There's <laughs> problems right here. Yes. <laughs> it's not out there. It's here. Yes. And until we accept that we are part of the world, I mean, I've, I go regularly to International Coffee Hour, and there's very few Americans because Americans are not part of the international community. <laughs> yeah. But we as people um, need to realize that we, too, are part of nature. So yeah. that was my little lecture. If you want to get the complete schedule, um, you can go to the Student Health Center and sign up and show up at 11 o'clock, or you can go to southernsustainability.org, and we're going to talk a little bit about some of the profound mm -hmm. speakers. Um, yeah, and you can actually, uh, the registration opens at 10 a.m., and they have local opening remarks at 10.30 a.m., so uh, the, spe the, the satellite feed doesn't start until 11, but, uh, you know, if you're somewhere around town right now, you can start making your way over there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Southern Sustainability is an organization that has been working for 10 years now to foster increased environmental awareness and action in the greater community. We are pleased with the many partnerships that have been developed and also grateful for the support that has enabled us to deliver quality programs. Being part of the Beaming Bioneers Network is among our proudest accomplishments. If we actually try to... Um, become a member now it'd be a lot harder because originally they weren't so strict yeah but now they only accept like two or three new cities and um in some cases well they're very strict about who they allow because they want to make sure that you're going to spread the message in a good way yeah because you're actually i mean that's like me saying you are um you work for my company Huh, yeah, I want to make sure you are knowledgeable about renewable energy. So yeah, we get to be the binaries uh, ambassadors for the whole region. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's one thing that's exciting about this conference too is not just the information that's being beamed our way from San Rafael, but uh, the the people who are being beamed our way <laughs> to participate in this conference with us. It's not just going to be you know Carbondale people or even Southern Illinois people. You, there's people from all around us who are coming here to participate in this momentous occasion. Well, let's talk a little bit about the people. Um, the first speaker will be Paul Stamus. I remember um, seeing him at some uh, renewable energy <laughs> conference. He's a very fun guy. Yeah. <laughs> he actually figured out a way to use mushrooms to suck up pollution. You plant them, they suck up a little bit pollution this year, then they die not because of the pollution, but that's their natural cycle, and yeah. then they reseed themselves the next year, and each year there's less pollution. I mean, you uh -huh. can actually plant it on, like, an oil spill. Yeah. So he has figured out, well, not only that, but the fact that these mushrooms you can eat or make medicine or do a lot of things with these mushrooms that are growing on places that are supposed to be well, not supposed to be, but are polluted. Yeah. Huh. They're not supposed to be. <laughs> oh. 
Um, so he's going to be the speaker. Um, probably, mo- what's nice about most of these speakers, it's not completely nice, <laughs> but they only allow them a half hour. Yeah. <laughs> and so they have to be very interesting and to the point. And so they tend to, I mean, can you synopsize your life's work into a half hour? <laughs> I'd be hard pressed. But if you sat down and wrote it, it would have to be interesting. Yeah. Um, and you would because you would only could pick the highlights. Yeah. Right. So Paul Stamets is the first speaker. Yes, and the next speaker, <coughs> excuse me, is a 18-year-old environmental justice activist, uh, Erica Fernandez. Uh, they helped mobilize uh, her diverse community in Oxnard, California, to defeat the placement of a liquefied natural gas facility just offshore. And the name of her talk is Si Se Puede, Yes We Can. Erica Fernandez was born and raised in Michoacan, Mexico until the age, until age 10 and is a Brower Youth Award winner. Her organizing efforts and passionate testimony before the California State Lands Commission helped her community successfully resist a multinational billion-dollar corporation who wanted to build a liquefied natural gas facility right in her community. So yep, That's pretty cool. G- good start for an 18-year-old. <laughs> well, actually, she did it when she was, like, you know, younger. Yeah, I guess if she's 18 now, you yeah. know, then... <laughs> Okay, good start for a 16-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, what was I doing when I was 16 years old? <laughs> I, I don't think much. I was hiding. <laughs> yeah. I was definitely not taking on multi-billion dollar corporations. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> not yet. So, um, Erica Fernandez, she's, you know, a youth. And um, next Saturday, we there's a, a group of local workshops. Yes. And next Saturday... Um, Next Saturday afternoon, Chris Clare of the Energy Justice Network, along with other student leaders involved in Project EcoDogs and PowerVote, will present a two-part special session on campus-based student organizing. The first part will entail a skill swap, where in students are encouraged to participate as co-instructors. You s- you write down what you're good at and, mm-hmm. well, yeah. teach the other people. That's that's a really good idea. It is. Yeah, it's like, how do you know that everybody in the room is an expert at something? What makes the person in the front of the room the expert on everything? <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah. Sharing their experiences and organizing and questioning one another as to successful strategies. And the second part will focus on specific Illinois legislation that is ripe for statewide student coalition building and also discuss examples of where this has been done. So this is basically what Erica Fernandez did in her community. But it's there's going on in Southern Illinois. Yeah, there's student mm-hmm. leaders involved right around here are doing the same stuff. Yeah, and Chris Clare does very good work, and the other student leaders they're talking about do very good work. It's it's excited me and motivated me as a community member to see them, you know, swoop in and do all this organizing and get stuff done. And if you come to this event, you too will be excited and inspired. Well, next year, hopefully, at the um, Heartland Bioneers, we'll have a big presentation on Project Eco Dogs. Yeah. As they're putting that all together, that's like something like $300,000 a semester for sustainability projects. And so the students voted overwhelmingly for it, and now they have to figure out a way to work with the administration to implement it. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Um, I'm sure there's politics involved, so. <laughs> Let's see. The next one, Ray Anderson. Now this, this guy inspires me because he has over a billion dollar global carpet manufacturing company. <laughs> yeah. And he had, I mean, most big companies are all about making a lot of money, right? He had a company like that and something happened and he decided he was going to become an environmentally friendly company. Yeah. A sustainable, a sustainable company. He basically, I remember seeing him speak once before. Someone helped him realize the impact of his company, and he said, oh, we got to do something about this. <laughs> and he's actually trying to um, get to um, a zero environmental impact company by 2020. Yep. <laughs> and he's already halfway there, which is good because he's halfway to 2020, right? Yeah. No, P- part I, of <laughs> I think he just started five years ago, though. Yeah, he's making headway. And part of what makes it interesting to me is, you know, if people think of, like, ecological businesses, they think of, like, I don't know, uh, a paper company that uses non-tree fibers. Or, or smaller companies. You know, or smaller companies, you know, they sell, you know, but, you know, a carpet company seems like such a... Well, carpet manufacturing company. Yeah, carpet manufacturing company. It's not the first place you would think of as an ecological revolution taking place. But it needs to take place in all industries if we're going to have a sustainable planet. And he realizes that and is a leader in making that happen. His talk is Sustainability in Action, approximately 1 to 1.30 today. He shows how sustainability and ethics are far better paths to business performance and profit. <coughs> a, a man who has um, a billion-dollar carpet manufacturing industry. Uh-huh. So yep. I I'm, I'm definitely want to hear that one. Well, yes. we better get going. This is only, we haven't even finished talking about today. <laughs> yeah. The next one after that is Kavita Ramdas. She's talking about Shakti Shanti Sangam, Power, Peace, and the Politics of Change. The president and CEO of the Global Fund for Women, among the most effective international leaders empowering women globally, explains how listening to and learning from women community leaders is the key to building sustainable and effective movements for social justice equality, and peace. So that's at 2 to 2.30-ish. You know, with these conferences, it may vary a few minutes one way or the other, but that's the time frame. Well, and that's our time. It's actually in California at a different time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like... um, The final speaker of today is Alexandria Cristo. Yes. (coughs) She is uh, giving a talk called Saving Our Water Planet. Did you realize our planet was mostly water? Uh, I did, actually. Yeah. I We don't often think about it because we're on the land part, you know. <laughs> but the surface is mostly water. As a member of the legendary Cousteau family, Alexandra grew up traveling the globe and learning firsthand the value of conserving the natural world. She's also an emerging explorer with National Geographic. She will discuss what we must do to preserve the integrity of our planet's waters, protect the ocean's inhabitants, and restore the human communities that rely on that purity of our freshwater resources. She's also co-founded the Earth Echo International, which is www.earthecho.org, and is preparing to launch the Blue Campaign Global Initiative. And what is that exactly? We'll have to listen to find out. I'm guessing it relates to oceans. 
<laughs> well, that was today. Yes. Um, we did not, however, remind people that this evening is the Heartland Jamboree Concert and Mixer. Yeah. And it will be at Russell Hill Winery from 5 to 9 p.m., featuring music by Carter and Connolly and the Tomcat Hill Social Club. <coughs> and there are people who are coming from Chicago and the Northlands to come to this conference. Yeah, because Chicago doesn't have one, you know. No, mm -hmm. I mean, we in Carbondale have one. The nearest one, I think, in the Midwest is, well, some people consider Ohio the Midwest, right? Yeah. There's mm -hmm. one in Ohio, and there is one in um, northern Iowa. Mm -hmm. But um, otherwise, there, I mean, there are people who are driving, you know, almost a whole day to come to this conference because this is the closest one to them. Or, in some cases, they came here, like the one in Iowa is closer to some people in northern Illinois, but they're coming down here to Carbondale because we have a better one. Yeah. <laughs> and it's We're in a cool. nicer area. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. And this, this uh, Heartland Jamboree should be really exciting, both because of the, uh, the music there and the social atmosphere there, but also because people will go to the daytime stuff and they'll say, okay, we're really excited, we're really excited. And then they go to this Jamboree and they have all sorts of wild and crazy fun because they've been psyched up by the day's events. Right, and you <laughs> get to talk about how you can try to do stuff like this yourself. Yeah. I mean, um, not all of us have billion-dollar businesses, but all of us are or have been wanting to change something. Yeah. I mean, if a 17-year-old woman can take on a billion-dollar business who wants to build something as large as... Um, anyway, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just like I'm getting, I'm getting too hyped up on it. So that was just Friday. Yeah. We can step into Saturday. Um, if you are a teacher or um, want to know a little bit about energy education, <coughs> I will be showcasing uh, something called the energy bicycle. What this is is a bicycle that you get on and you can pedal, and it produces electricity. And you can power things like a radio, the fan is pretty popular huh. because if you have a fan blowing on you, you pedal faster. Yeah. Huh. The radio is probably next popular because if you have music on, you're going to pedal even faster. Mm, yeah. Especially, um, I forgot the song, but there's, I remember this one song coming on. It was kind of a hip hop song. It's like, and it just made me think of, you know, it's like pedaling down the road or something like that. It was, huh. I don't know. Yeah. And it was a hip hop song and, uh, this little girl was really getting into it and everybody in the classroom was going yeah it was oh it was great i wish i had that on video yeah um that will be on saturday morning and the idea is to teach teachers um how to use this bicycle because it is available to the public if you want to do any energy education the interactive program could be a great featured classroom component or otherwise very informative demo on the importance of energy and energy conservation. Yeah. So. It's fun to do things, too, like comparing uh, the incandescent bulbs to the uh, uh, the compact fluorescent bulbs. Like, see how much power it takes for one versus the other. Yeah, you can, I mean, <laughs> we have four of them on this, and you can power four compact fluorescent bulbs. Yeah. And it's about as hard as one incandescent. Yeah. I have yet to get someone to actually power up all four incandescents. Well, mm -hmm. that's not true. 
One guy did, but he was a bicycle marathoner. <laughs> yeah. You know, and he only did it for a couple of minutes because, <laughs> I mean, it takes a lot of power. Yeah. So we need to highlight, we just have time to highlight like two more speakers here. Um, I personally want to highlight Naomi Klein, who's going to be speaking on Sunday. Would you like to highlight one on Saturday? Um, let's see. I can do the headlines here for a few. <laughs> yeah. Janine Benyus will be speaking on nature's top 100 best top biomimicry solutions to environmental crises. And, uh, oh yeah. yes, go ahead. Oh yes, so the next one is Dune Lankard, Sustainable Solutions Over Centuries, a new business model. David Orr is going to speak about some like it hot, but lots don't. The changing climate of <laughs> U.S. politics. Yes. That, um, that's, that's, that's another one. Timely. Time. Yeah. Timely. The key word being climate, you know, the double meaning there. Yeah. <laughs> and Greg Watson, 12 Degrees of Freedom, Lessons Learned from 35 Years of Environmental Activism. S Sandra Steingraber is going to speak on the environmental life of children from placenta to placi to from placenta to puberty, huh. and she's been dubbed the new Rachel Carson. Huh. And that's all on Saturday. If you want to get a complete list of all the happenings, go to southernsustainability.org, um, or you can call five four nine seven nine zero zero. Or you can just all these all these uh, speakers are going to be speaking, and well, starting at eleven actually, going to be speaking at the SIUC <coughs> Student Health Center, which is right next to the Rec Center. Yeah. In their auditorium, I wanted to highlight. Well, let's read the. I'll go ahead and highlight uh, Naomi Klein. She's going to be speaking on the shock doctrine. The Rise of Disaster Capitalism. One of the most important political and economic thinkers of our time, this Canadian journalist and author of The Shock Doctrine and No Logo penetrates the veils of corporate globalization to expose transnational capital's most ruthless strategies yet to exploit catastrophe from Baghdad to New Orleans. She portrays her vision of how people's movements can counter the disaster of disaster capitalism. Oh, yep. I don't know if you're aware of this, but the only way for the the gross national product, the GNP, or the what's the other one? GDP. The GDP oh. to go up. Well, not the only way, but the easiest way is to have a problem. Yeah. If there's a, more cancer, people spend more money. If there's a natural disaster, people spend more money. Anytime there's something bad, the economy is more stimulated. If people are happy, the economy is not stimulated because people are relaxed and don't spend mm -hmm. money. So the whole idea is to have everybody very fearful and the economy will keep going. Yeah, an economy based on suffering. <laughs> the economy based on fear, suffering, otherwise known as disaster capitalism. Yes, and I've seen her little clip... Uh, I've seen a, like a six-minute explanation of her topic, and um, it's pretty interesting because part of what they do is, you know, a disaster. They've got these pe people have these uh, economic policies that nobody likes because it brings 
money and power into the hands of a few people. So initially people will say, no, we don't like this idea. But then a disaster comes along, and then they say, oh, well, we've got to do something to fix this disaster. And then they, they change the policies uh, in ways unfavorable to the people. Yep. So we have been talking about the 5th Annual Heartland Bioneers, part of, I want to say, the 19th Annual... I think, yeah, that sounds right. I think the 19th annual actual Bioneers, yep, here we go, the 19th annual Bioneers Conference. We are part of the Beaming Bioneers, featuring live satellite feed of keynote speakers from the Bioneers Conference. The 5th annual Heartland Bioneers, more information is available at southernsustainability.org. Otherwise, go to the Student Health Center. The conference starts today at, at 11 o'clock. But just go to the website, look at the speakers. They're only a half hour long. Pick one you're interested in and just go to that one. You don't have to go to all of them, um, even though they're all very good, profound speakers. Mm -hmm. um, pick the ones you want to go to, get inspired. And s what I like about this conference is I go to a lot of enviro-social conferences. This one, people are speaking about stuff they're doing, not stuff you should be doing. Well, you could do it but stuff that they're doing to inspire you to do something on your own. Yeah. I go to a lot of these enviro-social conferences, and a speaker gets up there and says, this, 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 and this is what you should do. Everybody has different solutions. So get inspired by these speakers and do stuff on your own. Um, the website, again, is southernsustainability.org. I hope to see you at the Heartland Bioneers Conference. Yes, we'll see you out there. Yeah. <laughs> Stay energized, have fun.